you have to know if how you're showing up is bringing or taking peace in your marriage. Newlyweds, freshlyweds, and fiancés, it's the new Marriage Material Podcast, a community for you and your boo to get those marital tools, strategies, those games, mindset shifts, and resources. Here, we can be a relatable, accountable, and transparent community on how this marriage transition really is. Your newlywed journey is more common than you think. And I'm your host, Megan Lewis, newlywed strategist. So let's get into today's episode. So for you today, we will be having a discussion about peace in our marriage and do you want it? I have three points for you. So let's get into point number one. So what is peace to you? We all want a peaceful marriage. We don't daydream about the conflicts or the hard times with the loving sigh. No, we want to look forward to the peace we get to experience with the person we chose. So I ask you again, what does peace look like to you? And is it different than your spouse? What is the thing that is highlighted in your heart and your mind that could create peace in your marriage? Is it smoother communication, shared housework, the same page with a goal to feel supported, seen, chosen, more understanding of one another? Or could it be some self-peace? But naming it gives you insight so you can create it. Be aware that the first point is naming what you identify as peace. That could be peace in yourself. And also peace within your marriage, your dynamic, how you are and how they are. Because those tiny little factors matter so much and can make the biggest impact. So make sure that you know what peace is to you. Now we can get into point two. What is the difference between solo peace and joint peace? So set the standard here and now. You need both, period. You need solo peace in a marriage and you also need joint peace in a marriage. Many people get married and go through marriage wanting their spouse to bring peace into a relationship and forfeit creating peace themselves. You cannot accept what is not in you first. So if your heart and your mind are agitated, how can you long-term exist in your marriage peacefully? Let's talk about solo peace for a second. It is your responsibility to bring that into your relationship. And then another point when it comes to solo peace is that it comes from awareness of you as an individual and meeting your needs properly. When it comes to joint peace, it takes a couple hearing the heart of each other and addressing that versus the offense that you are experiencing. When it comes to joint peace as well, you have to remember that it is a collaborative effort. It cannot just be one person. And then when you talk about solo peace and joint peace together, remember that it is possible to experience peace and keep it active in the middle of a conflict. It is possible to experience peace even when you're misunderstanding each other. You disrupt peace 
and how you handle the conflict and how you handle the misunderstanding. So be mindful of that, guys. In my third point, we are going to talk about how to experience peace in your marriage and the practical things that you can do to create this and also have it be sustainable because we don't want to do any band-aid solutions. I have four points to talk about in how you can experience peace in your marriage. The first thing is you have to set a higher standard. You need to be connected to a source to renew you. View it as like I'm going back to this clean water to fill my cup when life or myself or you feel like your marriage is just like drying you up. The second one is purge your mindsets and the core beliefs that are limiting you. The third one is going to be we have to set a routine that restores you. The fourth one is a plan of action when you feel your tank is drying up. And some of you might notice that I haven't mentioned anything about the marital relationship yet. And I did that on purpose because I want newlyweds and newly married couples to realize that it starts with you. We can't be focused on just the unit as a whole without looking at the individual parts of the unit first. So if you want me to make a second or a part two of ways that you can collaboratively bring peace to your relationship, I can definitely make that episode. Just let me know on my Instagram at new marriage material. You can DM me or just put it in a comment. I'll see it and I will make that for you guys if you want to hear it. So we need a connection to a higher source and I'm talking about God because he's greater than you and he's a great accountability partner. His ways are like standards that are higher than our current understanding and also higher than how we feel at the moment. Because if you just rely on how you feel, you will never be able to experience consistent peace in your marriage. So how much time do you spend with God? And how much time do you rely on God in those hard moments? It's time to upgrade that relationship and reap the benefits of doing so. You can view it as God is a clean water source that you come and you dip your cup in and you fill yourself up with. Because if you just let the water that is in you not move or you are constantly getting tainted by this world and all the worries that come with it and the things that push and pull us and the pressures of this life or even the pressures of your relationship your spouse you can just your whack your water can get stagnant it can get spoiled and dirty because it's not being refreshed so view god as the clean water that you need daily to get a renewing of yourself and also he is a higher standard and a higher source than just what you have access to here on earth so let's get into the second part which is purging our limiting beliefs and mindsets the first thing that you have to do is think 
of a place where there's a lot of friction or unsatisfaction in your life. That could be in your marriage or it could be in your personal life, in your personal journey as you're going through marriage. So what would happen if you took 90% of the responsibility as to why you are in the place of the friction? You have to start there. Taking responsibility is not a place of encouraging shame or guilt because shame and guilt put you in a position to be stagnant. You need to take responsibility so you are clear and you can move forward like with an educated decision about why we are in a place or why I am experiencing this certain type of friction in my life. And how can I put myself in a better position? How can I set myself up for a better outcome? Those are the questions that you can ask. So if you are having, let's use marriage as an example. This is a marriage podcast. Um, Communication issues. And I will acknowledge that, you know, maybe your spouse has said some mean things or maybe they didn't understand how a certain phrase hurt you or whatever so you know you have that awareness that they have some improvements as well right so we have to acknowledge that because no one wants to you know feel alone but also let's see why that is a soft spot for you you have to investigate where exactly the problem is coming from because if there are sore spots and someone touches it or blows on it Don't just react to the fact that it hurt. Let's find out why it's a sore spot in general. And that's where you can take responsibility for you. That's where you can take responsibility for that friction that you are experiencing that is causing disruption of peace in your marriage. So that's just an example, a marital example on how to do that. Okay, so let's move forward. Let's talk about a routine that restores you, right? Mentally, we had to get that out the way, right? We talked about the mental things that we need to do, but we have to sustain it with our daily life. So to do this, you have to know yourself, number one, and you have to honor the knowledge of you. So if I know that I'm not good with fast-paced mornings, I just need to honor that about myself. So I have to maybe get up a little earlier so I can have my slow and quiet mornings Um, and also get enough rest um, at night so I can naturally just wake up and be rested for the following day. So my point is, whatever you know about yourself, honor it. So when you have this knowledge of how you operate most efficiently, we'll say that, Um, you need to start creating a routine for you to have that experience for yourself, right? We want to make sure that our needs are getting met. People who do not meet their needs are very agitated and they will start nitpicking with their spouse. They will start creating scenarios and making problems. So that is why it is so critical 
that you understand yourself and what you need and you set yourself up for success. So eliminate all friction. I'll give some examples and I'll use my examples. So um, working backwards, if I know that I get stressed by clutter, I need to remove that clutter, right? Okay, and if I know that if I only get six hours of sleep, I need to increase how many hours of sleep I'm getting. If I know that I don't like a stuffy house or the smell of a stuffy house, let me open up the windows in the morning. That re- The smell of air really encourages me. So I might need some more alone time in the morning or you might need a, a really good sweat in the morning. That could be uh, sex or it could be working out. It's up to you. So healthy food is another thing. Like if you have healthy food, I know if I have healthy food in the morning, the, the first thing that breaks the fast, I am so much more willing to be productive throughout the day. So eliminate the friction. Know what the friction is in your life, in your daily routines and eliminate it. I know it sounds simple and sometimes you want to say that that cookie or that Coke or or scrolling for three hours on TikTok feels good in the moment and it does, but it actually drains you in the long term. And you have to ask yourself, what are the things that are draining me long term? It feels good in the moment, but it's not really getting me anywhere. It's not really feeding my needs. It's not really allowing me to have more space and opportunity in my marriage, in my relationships. So set it in place early. If you know that you have an issue with, you know, your phone scrolling, you need to charge that phone in the kitchen. You need to charge that phone in the bathroom. You need to put that phone across across your room so it's not the first thing you grab. In the uh, beginning of the day, whatever is the thing that is going to set your routine, your daily routine up for success, put it in place. And sometimes people can, you know, they want to go ham on it. They want to like, I'm just going to do everything right today. Let's not get, you know, overzealous. I, uh, I appreciate, you know, the enthusiasm but let's just chill for a second. How about we just pick two to three things to add to tomorrow, to add to our new routine that we can implement in less than 24 hours. So give yourself 24 hours to set up two or three things that's going to benefit you by the end of that 24 hours that will fill your cup up, that's going to maybe connect you to God a little bit more than just thank you Lord for waking me up. <laughs> like what are those things that are going to give you that long-term sustainable consistent like peace. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so our fourth point in how to experience peace in your marriage is going to be talking about What is your plan of action when you feel like your tank is drying up? Because at the end of the day, we're all human, right? And there are going to be factors that start to drain our tank. And so because we will experience that inevitably, I have 
one, no, I have two things to suggest. The first thing is to connect yourself to God through prayer, through journaling, through um, just talking. Like you would talk to a friend, just talk, open up your heart. Be like, man, God, I'm struggling right now um, with what this person said or how this person looked at me at work. I don't want to bring that into my home. So like dissipate these feelings, dissipate that anxiety that it made me feel today. I don't want to bring that into my marriage today. I don't want to like look for something to finally get out that energy, that anger, that angst, that whatever you're feeling, remove it. You can do simple prayers like that, honest, raw, real prayers to God on your way to work and from work, on your walking up to your door, whatever. Um, And then another suggestion is love languages. You can use that on yourself, right? Love languages are not just for your spouse to use on you, but it's for you to use on yourself, right? So for me, I'm words of affirmation. So I would do well by complimenting myself, acknowledging the things that I like about myself. Um, I love physical touch. So that means anything that's going to physically make me feel better, like taking a long bath and some Epsom salt, making sure that my skin and my feet are soft and like moisturized, um, having something warm on my, um, back, something warm on my head, over my eyes, that's going to put me in a, you know, it's going to fill my cup. And I have like a little menu of things that I know that I can do. And I just named them. Um, when I feel like, you know, bro, I'm about to hit fumes or I'm depleted. I need to fill my cup up because I can be an agitated mom. I can be an agitated wife if I don't know the ways to fill my own cup, right? So be, have a game plan, have those go-to things, have like a two to 10 things menu on what you can do to fill your cup. For my husband, um, he would probably, if he could, it's raining right now, he likes to go fishing real quick. He has a couple spots that are very close to our home to go fishing if he needs, you know, that time away to just get that battery charged for him. I know that that's a go-to for him. Those are things that you have to be mindful. You have to know yourself. What are those things that are going to fill my cup up that I can rely on? And it's sustainable because TikTok is not always sustainable. One thing that I want to be mindful of to tell you is that how to create peace in your marriage is that you have to focus on a bigger picture and not hyper focus on the inconveniences well, inconveniences and conflicts um, that come in life and also within your marriage. Like put things in their proper place. You have to have a curious approach rather than a critical approach. So life is going to happen. Things are not always going to be in alignment. Maybe one day your spouse is like, bro, not today. But you like, well, I would love to whatever today. Um, <laughs> that could be watching TV together. That could be having sex. That could be like someone doesn't want to cook dinner. That could be like, I need a moment to just chill. I don't want to talk. I know you want to talk, but not today. 
There's going to be these zigzag moments in your marriage, right? But if you hyper-focus on those inconveniences, if you hyper-focus on that's not what I was expecting to happen today and you blow it up and you generalize it to always, you will constantly be disappointed. You will constantly make that the story. Be careful about what story you tell yourself about your marriage because the story that you tell yourself, especially if it comes from it makes you feel in a negative way, that's the story that you're going to look for. That's the story that you will experience because you're going to create scenarios and environments for that to come true. That is how the brain works at the end of the day. Okay, we don't want to get too deep, but I just wanted to let y'all know that. And so when the bigger picture of your life is something greater than you, something like a vision or a goal or aligning yourself with God and what your purpose is, then you can get through your inconveniences and the conflicts a lot smoother because you're anchored to something bigger than yourself. But if you're focused on month to month, paycheck to paycheck, argument to argument, we will never experience consistent peace. And I will not say that life is not challenging because it is. But challenges, challenges, what is the word? Challenges? I can't say the word today, y'all. Challenges are opportunities for growth. And the thing that you thought was going to kill you was probably there to evolve you. And if you see it that way, then you can give yourself the courage and remind yourself of who God is to move forward, whether that be a conflict in your marriage whether that be a misunderstanding or whether that be you being triggered in in your relationship. Find out where we need to evolve, okay? There's two ways to anchor peace into your life. Remember that peace is connected to the bigger picture. And then also, you have to foster that, implement that into your daily moments. So that would look like your routine. If you know why you're doing the routine, then it's connected to your bigger picture. Whether that means you understand who you are, you have this purpose that you want to do to implement and make an impact on the world, or just create some legacy within your marriage. Whatever the purpose is, your bigger picture matters. Your The way that you implement the routine that is going to create peace within you in your life, your marriage will be a secondary beneficiary of it. So remember that, guys. So that was my four points on how to actually create the peace in your marriage. And I hope that that helped you. Maybe there was a little nugget of wisdom that could really just, you know, made some clicks for y'all connect some dots, gave you the courage to, to try again, to move forward, to do it a different way, to do it a better way, to do it in a way that's more sustainable, productive, which is always the goal in a marriage, right? And if you want me to talk about how to actually do it within the marital relationship between two spouses, hit me up on Instagram and put me put it in the DM, put it in um, a comment. I will definitely see it. And you say, hey, I need a part two on peace. 
I will definitely make that for you guys. Before I go, I wanted you guys to know that now there's an opportunity to work with me through sessions. I have two sessions. One is 90 minutes and then the second one is um, 90 minutes to 120 minutes. The first session is a spouse session. And so in that session, we get um, you get access to a strategic ear that hears the root needs of your marital relationship. And so we get to clarify the blocks that hinder you receiving the marriage that you're seeking. It's giving you mindset strategies and perspectives to empower you as a spouse. And so with these tangible approaches that I can give you in the session and the tips and the challenges, um, you will get results that serve you and your spouse. So let's say, okay, yeah, but there's actually some things that I want to talk about with my spouse present. I have made a husband and wife session. So in that session, um, you get the opportunity to be heard by your spouse in a productive way, not just getting caught up in the same loop and the same argument and the same words that can sometimes happen in a marriage. Um, In that session, we can release blocks and patterns that hold up the marriage unity. And then I can give you access to some games or some challenges um, that actually strengthen that mutual marital muscle, right? Um, Tangible approaches to practical tips again, And then also you get an objective mediator to suggest decisions from a clear space versus an emotional or lacking space. Because sometimes in our marriage, we are so dissatisfied that it doesn't matter what the spouse says, you're ready to cut the conversation short, but nothing productive happened from that moment. And with me, we can make sure that if you're stuck in that loop, we, you have an objective mediator who is not biased towards either one husband or wife i'm going to see the truth for what it is call it out hold you responsible and put you in a loving position to empower you as a husband or empower you as a wife and make sure that you get that marriage that you really what you said i do for so if you want to work with me i am available for sessions you can go to to the link in my bio on instagram um new marriage material And the prices will be on there as well if you're interested. So I am so excited to talk to you guys and, you know, get a deeper dive into what the marital journey looks like for you and how we can make it better for you. So other than that, I appreciate you listening to this episode. Look out for another episode coming out soon. And remember, marriage is a teacher. So take notes, not receipts. Bye, guys.